Welcome to Chapter 1 of Health System CIO's interview with Sue Murphy, Chief Experience Officer at University of Chicago, the Pritzker School of Medicine. In this segment, Murphy talks about her key goals and responsibilities as Chief Experience Officer, the ongoing journey to build and sustain strong relationships with department leaders across the organization, and how her team is leveraging Vocera solutions to create better conversations between nurses and patients. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. I think the best place to start is with an overview of your role, really looking at the main objectives as Chief Experience Officer and kind of what falls under your purview. My name is Sue Murphy, as you know. Uh, I am the Chief Experience Officer at University of Chicago Medicine. Uh, my background, first of all, is that I am a nurse and have been a nurse for about 30 years. And being a nurse gives me the ability to understand the role of the healthcare provider and know what the day-to-day operations are for caring for others. I've been at University of Chicago for six years as the Chief Experience Officer, and the role is really the oversight of doing everything we can to create exceptional experiences every day for our patients and those that care for them. And so I have a department, which is about 36 full-time equivalents that help with wayfinding patients, understanding the survey process, doing innovation, and also doing training and coaching and mentoring for those that care for patients to help them bring out the best in them to strength-based training and understand what an experience from a patient is like and what engagement occurs. We do work with everyone from physicians to nurses to hospitality to our food services, everyone that encounters patients and talk about what means the most to them and how we can encourage them to do the best job they do every day. Okay. So obviously quite a lot falls under that. Yeah. And one of the one of the things I had read about the chief experience officer role is creating a, a culture that improves the care of patients and lives of clinicians, which is, you know, certainly you touched on, but what does this mean to you? I know that there's so many ways in which this happens, but how do you uh, weave that into your philosophy? That's a great question. So what it means to me and how it moves into my philosophy is I truly believe that those that go into healthcare, whatever role they're in, it's amazing how everyone has a story or a specialty or something that helps drive them to get into the job they're doing to care for others. And I think my philosophy is if you care for those that are caring for others, it becomes contagious. And so what I see is as we start talking to those who care for others, even if you're working in finance and while you're in healthcare, how whatever you're doing is changing a world for a patient in helping them through the journey of their healthcare experience. That is my philosophy. And I've noticed over the past, I would say three or four years, when we really focus on that, we're really seeing a change in our outcomes. Right. Okay. So it, it really is about the patients and consumers as well as the clinicians. And um, so I imagine that you have to have a really good uh, team to, to try to be <laughs> able to to meet all of these needs. Yes, I believe that the burden of proof starts with leadership. So we have to have leaders that understand the philosophy, 
that um, we teach and we train and we mentor to practice some tactics of how to make that happen and then teach the leaders how to work with their staff and their team to be able to transfer that to those that they care for. So right. we really believe that it starts with leaders and how leaders then care for their staff to care for the patients. Okay. So at your organization, do quality, safety, performance improvement, so all of these fall un- under the umbrella of the experience officer? Uh, no. So in our organization, we are all aligned. We have a chief medical officer, quality and safety fall under them, but then we okay. all come together to make sure. So because it's such a large organization to have all that under one element would yeah. be too difficult, but we do then work together to and know that quality, safety, and experience are all aligned. Right. Okay. So I imagine that there's really a lot of coordination with other departments. I imagine that that has to be a key part of your strategy is, is working with so many different uh, constituencies. Absolutely, and what I what I found successful sometimes when it didn't work is um, building the relationships with other leaders is really important. So, you know, I spend a lot of time building relationships, and I mean that in a way of kind of making sure that we're all coming to the table with the goal in mind of what our outcome wants to be. I know we all have our own silos sometimes, but really having those collegial, um, professional, and caring relationships with those from other departments helps us get to the outcome we need to be. And so I spent our team spends a lot of time building those relationships, as I said, to make sure when we're getting to rolling up our sleeves and looking at process improvements that since we already have a relationship, it's a little easier to accomplish. Right, right. Um, that I'm sure has to be an ongoing goal, an ongoing part of the strategy, just maintaining those relationships. Yeah. And it's an ongoing journey. And I think setting the tone for what you're trying to do in the beginning, making sure you're walking into establishing a common goal and a common outcome that we want to do helps tremendously instead of coming in there with with different agenda ideas. And again, it's not always perfect, but when it's not, it doesn't feel right now. And how do we go back to make sure we're doing the right thing? Right. Okay. So let's talk about some of the the key initiatives that you're involved with right now, Um, and one of which the the care rounding solution, which Mm -hmm. uh, I believe went live last year. But I wanted to talk about kind of how this came about and 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 what were the goals of, of using this type of solution. Well, great question. And just to be clear, our rounding solution in August will be four years. Oh, okay. Their care experience, including the rounding, the discharge phone calls, and the, and the recorded discharge messages that we do. But as far as the care rounds, um, in my experience, we know capturing the patient's voice is critical to assuring that we have a chance to find out how their care is while they're here, how we reward and recognize staff that is caring for them, and then how we um, make sure that we know what we could do to improve, you know, some areas of our opportunity. So that's kind of the three goals. When we started Care Rounds almost four years ago, we're at a very different place now than we were then. So in the beginning, it was more of we need some type of iPad technology to capture all the data in one area and then bring it all together to see common themes and things that are going on. So that was kind of the beginning of the why behind it. It was really about making sure that we know what's happening on one unit to the next and what's going on and how we can improve process. Now I think the evolution has become 
instead of rounding on patients, what we're calling it is creating conversations. And so we're still using the technology and working very closely with um, the Vocera Care Experience to say, instead of having our patients audit our behavior, what conversations can create with, with patients and track those to make sure the patients understand the why of the care they're receiving? Why is it important mm-hmm. for us to check on them every hour, for example? Why is it important that they understand their medication? It's come a long way because before it was just auditing, and now it's becoming a conversation. Yeah. Okay. So to kind of make that transition, that, that really speaks to what we've seen as far as patients, consumers really taking on a different role, a, a more active role, and it seems like that might be a reflection in that trend. Absolutely. And it's also showing the patients we care about what they think. Instead of doing it to them, we're doing it with them. And it's all about shared decision-making from a patient's view and really thinking about, you know, let's make sure we understand your individualized patient care because it's not a cookie cutter for everyone. So that's kind of, that's really helped us create quality and safety together with experience to make sure everything is aligned. Right. And it's interesting to me how you you use the word audit. Was that really a perception of how things were, like that it was almost like they were auditing or reviewing the care that a provider was giving them? Absolutely. You know, our questions in the beginning were, did the nurse round on you? Did they answer your call light in a timely manner? You know, and we found that people always said, oh, yes, yes, because what we know is if a patient's in the hospital and we're asking them a question about how their care is, they certainly don't want to say anything negative about people they're caring about sure. when they're still thinking about them, you know. Yeah. So we're not looking for negativity, believe me. But what we're looking for right. is, so let's say we talk to a patient and we say, you know, when the nurses come and check on you every hour, are they meeting your needs? And the patient may say, well, no one's checked on me for three hours. And then we say, okay, we'll look into it. And then we go back and, and have a conversation with the staff. Or they say, yes, every hour when they check on me, they make sure I have everything I need and answer my questions. So it's not asking the patient if they're doing their job. It's more of making sure that what we're expecting them to do is making a difference. Right. And I imagine that this changed the rounding process for, for nurses and is it something where you think that changed the way that they look at things as well? Oh, absolutely. One point that I want to make sure I am strong about is that we don't make these changes unless those that are involved in the practice are part of the process. So we sat down with the nurse leaders and said, how is it going? And actually they kind of came up with, well, I don't think our patients should audit our behavior. And so we yeah. came to a very nice inclusion Um, with nurse leaders, and they came up with what they think they should ask, and we kind of tweaked it with the help of Sarah and ourselves and kind of what's best practice. But I've learned the hard way is you can't just tell people, okay, here's what we want you to do, go out there and do it, and not understanding their involvement in it. Sure. Sure. I think that that's been a very universal lesson learned across the industry. Yeah, and it's easy to slip back the old way, though, because you're in a hurry oh, sure. and trying to get things done. And so just lessons learned don't mean we always do it the right way, but it does help us slow down a little bit in making sure we are looking at their voice. Right, right. So now it's a few years since it was implemented. So is it something where, where changes, updates are, are made on a regular basis, or is it more as needed, making tweaks? 
So we do, we did develop some standard work in which mm-hmm. we have certain times when we look and see, are we getting a n- number of rounds is one of the indicators. What are the rounds saying? When is it time to change the questions? Because that's a really great question. Because in the beginning, every other week, we're like, maybe we should pick a different question. I'm like, if we keep doing that, we're not going to get what we need. So we develop yeah. standard work on how do we continue to evaluate and improve the process. Right. Okay. So what are some of the other initiatives that you're really looking at right now? So the rounding is one of them. We also Mm -hmm. have developed some standard work along with the rounding, something called discharge phone calls, in which we have key members of our organization calling patients after they're home by a certain time frame that helps us understand how they're doing at home and, and how are they progressing. So that's one thing we do. The nice thing about it is that since we have the whole Vocera Care Experience part of our package, before Mm -hmm. the nurse makes the call, they have the ability to look at the round that happened within the same IT experience. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to call Mrs. Murphy, and I'm going to look at the round, and she was having some trouble with her food. And so I'll say to her when I call, did they resolve your food issue? And then they, it's really good for patients because they see that we're talking to each other. So that's one thing for sure. The other big initiative that we're doing, which is besides the work we're doing in technology, is something called the Heart of Medicine program. And that's what I was talking to you a little bit about, where we're doing workshops and focused strength-based training for staff, which helps them bring them back to purpose and understand what they already bring to the encounter with patients, how we're shining a light on what they're doing well, and how do we help encourage them to continue that. And so my team is part of that development. We also work with Press Ganey, our vendor, mm-hmm. who we do a lot of work on analyzing and, ex- and looking at the data that the patient sent us back. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.